Hello and welcome to the Pals Anime Lounge, a podcast where a bunch of pals get together to talk about anime. I'm your host Ace, and joining me are Artura. Hello everyone. And Goza Goes. Konnichiwa, Ken desu. Dozo yoroshiku. I'm going to need to start subtitling these episodes when I introduce you, aren't I? <laughs> I would love that. Judge, Japanese people will understand. <laughs> I mean, that's like half our audience. Of course, yeah. In today's episode, we're talking about A Toneliko, the girl who sings at the end of the world, also known as A Toneliko Sakai no Awari de Utai Suzukeru, an OVA from 2006. I chose this one because I wanted something a bit shorter this episode. We've been doing quite quite long things recently, and we've got some quite long things coming up. It's uh, my fault for deciding that we'll do OVAs, no matter how many episodes they are, or movies, some of which are longer than I assumed. I'll just call it Artonalico, because either title's very long. It was uh, produced by TransArts, the studio behind Vampire Hunter D., and Pet Shop of Horrors. Artonaleko has a My Anime List score of 6.13. This is based on Artonaleko Melody of Alamia, developed, developed by something. Gust Corporation and published by Banpresto slash Miss America slash 505 Games, depending on where you lived. Did you just say Miss America? Nis, N-I-S. Oh, this! <laughs> Too much Marvel for you. <laughs> it was a PS2 JRPG. It released in 2006, and it spawned two sequels. All of the games were met with middle to fairly good scores. My synopsis for the anime is, when Lina gets shot out of the sky by a dragon and meets up with Orica, they have to work together to get Lina back in the fight. Arturo, what's yours? After Leonard Barset gets shot out of the sky and promptly crashes on his ship, the magical song of Ravatel saves him from certain death. The duo set out on a journey together, but Arika's faulty powers might prove to be a hindrance later on. And goes, goes. While a girl tries to sing, a boy crashes into her with a plane. Then they fight dragon. That sure but sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Mentions the dragon that Arturo's didn't mention. That's fair. I, oh, I'm such a failure. I, I, I shall resign. At least we all mentioned the crashing, because like, the, there's no plot without that crash. <laughs> so the OVA opens on text, talking about a tower called Soul Seal, Mankind's Final Paradise. I would later discover that the tower is called Artonelico, and the region of the world is Soul Seal. But that's not how the opening scroll read at all. It uh, fades as a woman, Shurelia, starts talking to a man called Lina and asking him to lend his power again. So he gets in his jet fighter and flies off to check out a phenomenon. A phenomenon. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. A phenomenon. A phenomenon. A phenomenon called lightning. Not not normal lightning. And as it turns out, it's got nothing to do with lightning. It had apparently come from the Symphonic Reactor and looks like a dragon, well, the dragon Bahamut from Final Fantasy. 
it blasts Lina's ship once, and it drops out of the sky. Fates titles. As far as openings go, it was uneventful. But we open back on more narration. As someone talks about hymnos, their, it, it turns out to be their term for magic spells, uh, used to have special powers. They healed people, they enabled flight, but not so much anymore. The camera pans down from the sky to see an unnamed dude and Famer fighting a monster. Famer sings a protection spell just before the monster spits an energy ball at the unnamed dude. I'd just like to say I really like the effect just before the uh, energy blast pops out of the monster's mouth. You can like see through its skin, you can see its bones. I thought that was a really nice effect. I thought that too, actually. I really like the end. <clears throat> yeah, the animations overall in this anime were really pretty. I liked it at least. It's better than the last one we watched. The unnamed dude uh, is unaffected and then vaporizes the monster with a single hit. Then the pair just gossip about another Revitaer, the people who can sing, named Orica, who actually can't seem to use magic the same as Fema. The unnamed guy is just one of those typical characters when you've overfarmed in RPGs. <laughs> Well, you can forget about the unnamed guy and Famer. He will never get a name. You will never see either of them ever again. <laughs> Nor will they ever get mentioned. <laughs> no, you'll ever know what they were, or who they were, or why they were. Just just honestly, I might as well skip the first four minutes of the sh- movie OVA, and you'll be fine. I'm so invested in their story. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to them? Did they find another lizard to fight? I, I'm going to say yes. I, I know in my heart of hearts they found another lizard to fight. Or maybe wolves or boars. Maybe they farmed boars. Or maybe werewolves. Was it a flying lizard? Oh my god, a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, maybe Damn werewolves it. and they found a guy <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> werewolves with psycho power? Anyway, we cut over to <laughs> Orica who's lamenting that she can't sing and refuses to heal an injured animal before complaining that she tries her best to help people. Like, <laughs> she, she raises her hand and then it's like, nah, I'm not even going to try. Go away, animal. It's probably just painted on. It's such a lovely introduction for this wonderful character. Suddenly she sees Lina's jet falling out of the sky, because, yeah, that actually happened here it, it, it's not like it happened ages ago and I, I assumed it was going to be like a star ocean type thing me too i thought it was it was just one of those things that they show you and you're like this character is going to be important but not like presently but rather this is a story that's going to get brought up yeah but she spots it falling and runs off to help despite it being a number of kilometers away because it's a tiny speck when she sees it and it crashes far from her and no she she's She's right there. Very soon after it crashes, she arrives, looks over Lina, who, I, I mean, for some reason, the canopy of the jet is open, and comments that, oh, he came from the tower, but he looks like a normal person. We don't know what that means. We assume that monsters are the only things that come out of the tower. But why would a monster be flying a jet? It's like people from another <laughs> country, they probably werewolves. <laughs> Well, Orica sings a healing spell which rouses Lina, and he asks if she is a revital, which upsets her because she knows her songs are no good. 
The pair introduce themselves, and he asks if there's an engineer around. She tells him to try Firefly Alley. Suddenly, the jet falls off the cliff that it was precariously hanging on, and the anime tries its best not to give us a penty shot by censoring them with Lila's hand clutching the controls. <laughs> and if you look at that scene, that section for more than two seconds, you realize that that means that she is straddling his wrist. There is a shot right before that one where it's clearly shown that she's straddling his arm. It's so uncomfortable when you have to pilot a thing. <laughs> Such a typical thing, you know? Yeah. Luckily, the jet engine kicks. Well, the jet's engine kicks in long enough to divert it from hitting a larger aircraft before it just plummets down towards the ground, which we'll later find isn't actually the ground. Just like the ground they'd already hit wasn't the ground. There's, there's a lot of sky to this planet. I've got to say, <laughs> it's, it's like a long, really long pillar. I think. Yeah, I got the same impression. They, they crash and black out. Uh, Orica reacts very well to regaining consciousness sat on the back of Lina's head, doing the anime trope I dislike of slapping him for something totally beyond his control. Oh my god, yeah, this is, I think, the worst trope in anime. Like, she was sat on the back of his head. He, he was doing nothing to her. At slap, it's your fault. What? And then Loha, he was just like, what did I do? Swear some pants. Yeah, like, if you're going to get upset, wear pants, woman. Jesus. Yeah, he does ask, what did I do? And she doesn't answer, she just ignores him. <laughs> just move on. <laughs> Again, I, I think she's never seen another person before. Like, she thinks other people are werewolves or something. <sighs> Stop bringing out werewolves. <laughs> she doesn't know how to act. She's the worst. Lina bandages up an injured cat that came out of nowhere before finding a ladder out of the hole. Are, are, you, are you sure that was a cat and not a werewolf? A werecat. And they climb out of the hole. Um, we next see them climbing some <laughs> stairs. <laughs> They're climbing some stairs to street level. And we, we never see how far up the ladder they had to go. It's just now we're on some stairs. Uh, it's that moment from Metal Gear Solid 3 where you have to climb a ladder for five minutes and a song plays, keep you entertained. They find some shops and we don't see the hole that the jet clearly must have caused when it crashed in this residential district. The fixed it. It uh, turns out that this is actually the city of Firefly Alley. Yes, it's a city, not an alley. It's daytime, so we don't even see any fireflies, so there's nothing about that name that's correct. <laughs> what, what if... Well, maybe the fireflies are there, but they're invisible in daytime. Uh, are you sure it's daytime? I mean, like, we never see a nighttime, so it would suggest there's always daytime. So if there's no nighttime, there's no technically a daytime, right? It's just time. No, it's just a very long day. It's, it's, it's just like uh, there's no sun. The entire city is lit up by a giant firefly. Like, like there was a night at some point in the past, and then daytime started, and they it, it's daytime. There will be nighttime at some point in the future, but we don't know. It's daytime now. 
and that's when the werewolves will come out. They go around the city for trying to find an engineer because all of the ones that they meet say that going to the blast line is impossible because no airship can fly that high. Having met every engineer in the in the district, they are just wandering around and discover that Lina's airship is in a garage and it's been fixed up by someone called Kirsch. Lina wants his his jet back so she quotes him one million leaf to buy the now repaired ship better start planting those trees obviously he has no leaf presumably money and if he did it was probably all in the jet anyway oh my god that's a good point just go to the park get some of the ground yep yep shortly after they go to the park they're sat on a bench discussing the monsters that are plaguing the area and Orica wonders, why does Lina have such basic empathy because he's concerned for all the people who live here? Orica explains she has no empathy, and we realise that's probably why her magic doesn't work. And also why she, like, it's, um, it's proven why she didn't help the cat, stupid. <laughs> that's true. Stupid. That's actually, that's actually kind of, like, I kind of like that, but they should have shown it more that she doesn't care like more than more than the cat thing, you know, and then it would be like that's her little arc. No, I do agree with you. I really like it because unlike most characters that are sympathetic and it's like, oh my god, every character in the anime is super nice and super good aside from the villains. She's just despicable throughout most of this. And it's like, so that's why you're not a great healer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So she's a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Well, she fought other people who are werewolves, wouldn't you be? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want this to be my last podcast. <laughs> Suddenly, the dragon from the beginning attacks Firefly Alley. While luring the dragon away from people, somehow Lina spots Kirsch's garage and gets into his jet, telling Kirsch to get it airborne immediately. As the dragon vaporizes the garage, the jet flies free with Kirsch at the controls. So clearly she kicked him out of her, the seat of her jet. <laughs> and it also turns out that Orica somehow got in the jet, despite having been told to run away earlier, and having actually run away earlier. <laughs> I was really shocked by that. I was like, wow, she... I was... I, I mean, I expected her to be on the ship eventually. But when she actually ran away, I was like, oh, wow, that wasn't typical. I thought maybe they'd, like, swoop down and grab her or something. But no. No, I think she snuck in. Yep, yep. All, already there before they took off, before the garage was vaporized. I mean, good thing she was in the jet. She can run really fast. <laughs> So they uh, they decide to head for the blast line and manage to outrun one of the dragon's energy beams to uh, where they enter the blast line. The dragon follows them, and uh, we, we find out that the blast line is some sort of unstable area. They need a gravity field. So with this gravity field enabled, Liner feels comfortable in getting out of the jet and standing on top of it to sword fight the dragon. It turns out he can send energy blades out of his sword and has a very good grip on his shoes. Should have been established beforehand, like that came out of nowhere, that he can do that. <laughs> like, it's basically nothing. We craft... It turns out that people just crash with ships and survive all the time in this world. 
I just said he had the iron boots, but then he jumped, and I was like, oh, I guess I guess it's not the iron boots from Zelda. Inspired by Lina bandaging the cat earlier, which is why I mentioned it in my notes, Ahurika finds it within her to sing a healing spell, which also buffs Lina. And her magic actually works. So Lina jumps off of the jet and slices the dragon in half and manages to land on the jet again because the it swooped to catch him. They catch him. I was just thinking during that scene, like, is he just gonna fall right down? Or are they gonna catch him conveniently? I mean, they outran <laughs> one of the energy blasts, so they can probably catch a falling human. I'm just waiting for the day that they fail because they go just a little over and then they, the human falls like behind the ship. That never happens, but it should have happened here. He would probably survive anyway. True, I mean, they are in a world of werewolves. Maybe a werewolf would, would catch him. As the jet leaves the blast zone, it begins to malfunction and plummets once more out of the sky with Lina and Orica still standing on the roof. And then we get the credits. Which... They died, Ian. <laughs> Presumably. The post credit scene shows a girl from the larger airship earlier wondering if it was Lina's airship and if he was there to save her. Probably not, because now he's, he's dead. He fell off the fallen jet. <laughs> it? Probably. So was this a good adaptation, do you, do you two feel? Um, I'm kind of torn because, you know, I did like the singular combat sequence we had. Well, I mean, I guess we had two, but they, they kind of show like the healer buffing and the, the damage dealer killing everything in one below, which is very reminiscent of RPGs for the most part and my experience with them. So I'm going to give it a, a very unsure yes. Goes, goes. I actually watched a little bit of the game that it was based on, and it uh, it kind of start the anime seems to start after the prologue of the game, and uh, yeah, there's there's they skip some stuff, but it seems mostly accurate. I wrote down that it's about as faithful as the Marvel movies are to the comics. It touches on the broad concepts, uses characters, some of the scenes are the same, but th this seems to have no spoilers for the actual game. Coincidentally, in the game, there's there's wolves and a guy with a gun. Oh my god. Be before they uh, they fall down uh, lower. And I am I think the ending sequence of the anime is the same that they play in the game. Yes, the OVA um, has the game's beginning as its end titles. I, I did, I did write that down in my notes. And I think the opening scene where he flies off—that's also in the game. So yeah, I, I think it's it's fine. It's a good adaptation, I guess. I don't know, I didn't really... It, it was really short, so I didn't really have time to show off the, the combat or the spells or anything like that, but I suppose it tried its best. But I'll ask, as I always do, do you give this a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or a meh, Artura? Thumbs up for me. I didn't like... Arika, I don't remember her name, but I did like Liner a lot, and it's short enough that... It's definitely worth a watch. 
And it, you're not going to be driven insane. It maybe feels longer. It would be an, a no, but otherwise, thumbs up for me for sure. Okay, and goes goes. Yeah, I completely agree with Arthur. Right? It was it was like a first episode of uh, of a longer series, which like get, gets you hooked, I guess. Yeah, I think you've swayed me. I did put down as uh, put it down as a meh, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think I agree. It's it's deserving of a thumbs up. Nice. <laughs> so my final question: Does it deserve its my enemy list score, which was six point one three? I think it's a little low, in my opinion. Six point one three feels like it's something that you're like. It's not good. Like, it's all right. It has all equal flaws. But I feel like this one was predominantly good. I'd give it a 7. At most, a 7.5. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, if it could have been higher if there were more werewolves. <laughs> I mean, it could have definitely been higher. Because I think, funnily enough, how short it is, is both a pro and a con for the game. But I'm happy to say that like it was good enough, and that's why I want to give it a seven. Because anyway, going any higher and making it any longer might have been too much as well. I personally can't say that I'd give it any higher, but yeah, it it doesn't it certainly doesn't deserve any lower. And that about brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining me on Gorskos. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening to the Pals Enemy Lounge, and better yet, thank you for subscribing wherever you found this episode. You can find more from us on GameGrin.com, finding us on social media, listening to the Greencast podcast. And until next time, game on. <laughs>